0: Check, check, one, two, check, mics on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. Well, welcome to um, another edition of Mike's On, and and this is our second rendition of doing interviews. And so this is episode five, and um, last week we were able to do a student interview. This year, or this week, we're going to do a teacher interview, so... I have the privilege and the honor of being able to be in the same room as one of the weekend updaters from 8 Green, um, Mr. Ryan Coleman, the
1: science teacher. Hey, how are you guys doing? (laughs) You can't respond to me right now, but I can tell you this. My hair is not ready for prime time.
0: Well, is it ever or? Wow. Okay.
1: (laughs) So let's do this. I, I have to tell you, he looks great. It's, you know, I'm dressed it, up for our, our parent-teacher conferences this week.
0: Yes, and, and you look like a million bucks. Thank you. I, I mean, tried. You know. So uh, Mr. Coleman and I were like, you know, what are we going to talk about? And I said, we're just going to spitball and just see what happens. But more than anything, Ryan, I do want people to kind of know a little bit more about you. So kind of tell us a little bit about the journey you took to get to where you are right now. So where would you start in education and all that okay. good stuff? So
1: I, I started down in southeast Missouri. Um, after I graduated, uh, I was lucky enough to get a job right off the bat. Um, really small, rural school, graduating about 24 kids. Um, so working there for four years, and I decided to come back home to be closer to family. Um, and one of, the, one of the things that somebody had mentioned to me is that there was a position open up at their school, and uh, it was a classroom assistant, and I have to say, like, at first, I was like, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for four years. I can find a job. Um, I taught social studies for high school. And it was, it was a very competitive market for, for high school social studies teachers. And I think it came about July. And I was like, is that position still open? And they said, yes. So I, I went in for the interview and um, I, I got the job as a classroom assistant. And I feel like that job itself, was the perfect opportunity at the perfect time because I was at a point in my life where, you know, if I didn't get a job in education, like what, what was I going to do that year because I still needed to make money. And I think that kind of rekindled my passion being able to see tons of other teachers and how they, they reacted with situations in their classroom or just giving ideas on how to teach other core subject areas. And I think that was probably the best thing to, to humble that four-year four teacher um, into. Uh, I ended up getting the science position when it opened up, but one of the things that I always tell the students is, take advantage of any opportunity that is available, and especially being in, in this district. I'm not trying to be a company person here, but the, the district itself, there's so much room for expansion Uh, Whether that be you want to get into a different field um, after you do some years in the classroom or just being able to utilize the resources like having a podcast room inside of a school building or having a green screen uh, to do your weekend update videos that really helped motivate me to do more. Yeah, so um, I don't know
0: if we caught that, if listeners were able to catch, but when you first started out, you were doing um, a couple different things, mostly social studies, um, American history. Yeah, right. Um, and then I did approach you on on the science position, and I'll never forget how we kind of worked through it, and and uh, and you took after it. You saw an opportunity, and you said, "I'm going to make this happen," and that's why you're here doing what you do. Do you ever have? Um, that itch for American history and social studies while you're teaching science.
1: I I do get that itch. And, you know, sometimes I think the students even say like, you know, you're talking a lot about like history stuff in science class, but you know, it's like we've been told before is like, follow your passion. And I try and get that into the science curriculum. Um, You know, talking about Nikola Tesla, Edison, like, those are some some titans of industry that you know doesn't really get a whole lot of focus and with us talking about electricity, it was a perfect time for it so I do get that itch um, and I do do um do do he said do do <laughs> <laughs> summer school uh, I do world history uh, credit recovery, and I feel like that that that's a really good way of me getting that that out right so um do you think
0: you're going to do that over the summer?
1: Do you? Uh, yeah, I plan on doing it this summer as well. Okay. And just taking advantage of all the opportunities that are available yes. to learn.
0: So I want to hear more about you, though, too. Um, your wife is also in
1: education. Yes. Right? And, yeah, and she, She's been teaching, I think this is year seven? Nope. I'm probably gonna get. Probably get in <laughs> I put you first. on the spot, right? Yeah,
0: it's year seven or eight, huh? She or did... six or seven. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm gonna have to we're, edit gonna, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna pa- we're gonna pause on that one, but but both of you Multiple are in education. Years. So yeah. so what is
1: that like in the household? It's um, it, it's wonderful. Um, I know we've talked about this too. Um, having having somebody that's in the same profession, and that goes for any profession that you guys may be a part of. Listening. It's really nice to be able to relate um, to some of the issues that I think only teachers can really relate to or other public service members of society can relate to. Um, I think that really helps out being able to come home and kind of like, I don't want to say vent as a negative thing, but I think it's important to kind of let that out uh, because you don't want it to affect your home life or students in your classroom.
0: Well, and I I think, um, you know, coming from uh, a different perspective in my household, while my wife and I kind of had similar roles in that um, we both kind of are leaders um, within the profession that we're we're working in, um, there's something different about being an educator, um, being able to talk with others about the issues that come up. I'll never forget when I was um, teaching at the middle school level, which is where I really got the bug. Um, I started out in elementary, but I, I decided to get into middle school, and um, issues started to come up that were personal for kids, and they were sharing them with me. And I, I, I would then kind of wrestle with how do I deal with talking with kids about things that they're they're struggling with, but then also. Trying to get a sounding board at home, it was all. It wasn't always there. I mean, my wife didn't understand it as much as probably your wife does in terms of that whole building the relationship with kids and that kind of thing. But I think it's great that you guys are both in in the the field and can just be able to bounce the ideas off of each other.
1: Yeah, and and being being able to um, draw upon each of our experiences uh, with with the schools that we've been at and you know understand. Good aspects as well as like areas where we need to improve, and I think that's another thing that is great because sometimes saying it out loud kind of puts it into another perspective, and then they can offer that advice back um, that maybe they would use in their room. I,
0: I think all of us need that person to be able to talk to just because we're not always going to make the right decision all the time, and so it's great when. Um, someone is able to just kind of listen to the path that we took and like, maybe you could have done this, or maybe you should have done that. And it really does help when we're getting back into other situations that might rise like that later in, in our profession. But, uh, I'm going to switch gears on you for a second. Um, all right. So you've been teaching now for about, this will be year seven or close of year eight. Okay. Um, I think it's year eight. So so you're coming up though on on almost putting in a full decade of teaching, right? I <laughs> don't remember. Isn't, isn't it fun to talk like that? <laughs> oh please I mean you should th- see what I think about. Um, <laughs> but what for you is different since you first started in education? like what do you see is different with t- teachers, with students, with the way curriculum is presented like
1: anything what what do you find different? Um, so I, I guess I can I can kind of take a couple areas here. Uh, I'll start with my in, internal views on education. like I really struggled early on about like understanding like the content was the most important thing to relay back to this to, th- to the students our, our, our end product is for them to gain knowledge. But as I've kind of gotten older and kind of been exposed to um, the school, our school in, in particular, like our leadership has kind of made the the push to to build those relationships um, and then content will follow. And I, I feel like that's, if I were to think back to eighth grade for myself, I couldn't tell you when I remembered or when I learned about thermodynamics, but I, I remembered my interactions with the teacher. Um, and I think that was the part that is it, it's lasting. Uh, so I feel like internally, that's kind of how I've kind of shifted my mindset. Um, as for, like, the student, you know, they, they're, they're inundated with a bunch of information. And I think as educators, our goal should be how do they swim through that mess? Like, how do they find, like, what is a good resource? Um, what is a credible resource even so I think that kind of is is kind of the focus with students now is because they can find this information out on their own Um, it's just that the teacher needs to be there to kind of help facilitate that that guiding principle
0: so when you first started in education you were at the high school level right? Mm-hmm. Did you have to deal with technology much as far as like personal devices, kids having
1: that kind of stuff? Um, we had cell phones, uh, but there wasn't as many of those social media outlets as predominantly Facebook. Um, but now with all the... Were you around for MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> I was probably an early adapter. Adopter, not yes, adapter. Yes. But those... you to adapt into Facebook. <laughs> yeah. those, those kids... Uh, having all those things that are constantly that they might have to worry about, like did somebody film me doing something silly and then that's something that you have to live with for a while uh, until something else happens. And I think that's, that's a struggle that this current generation probably has to face more so than my first generation teaching high schoolers because they didn't have all, all of that out there um, technology wise the school was rural so there wasn't a whole lot of money towards that and in the moment I don't know what it's like now
0: so in terms of what you see now you know um, you were around for us to have kind of not a, a free reign with personal devices but kids were we were a little more open in the building to have the devices out and um, and then we pulled back a few years ago and just said hey Really, you just need to leave your device in your locker. Now the kids have Chromebooks. But do you still struggle with some things in the classroom in terms of, of the devices?
1: I, I do. Um, you know, it's it's to a point where I, I'm not doing a laissez-faire method, like hands-off approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one of the things that I have noticed is, like, th- the students have to be shown or modeled Uh, proper use and i think that starts with us in the building as well um you know if in the morning when i have morning duties um it's i said it again yeah (laughs) um one of the things i do notice is when it's only 10 students in there at a time everybody's on their phone um and so like they're missing out on that communication between a real-life individual in front of them. Um, And I'm not trying to say what they're doing on their phone is not important, but I do think that that is a struggle um, to kind of cope with. And if they have access to all this all the time, it's kind of hard to shut it off, even as adults. Like, I'll find myself scrolling, and there's no point for me to scroll. It's like muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I know I need to work on. Right. And
0: the hard part is and is when new technology emerges, I think, because I think back to 2008 and I think back to that first smartphone, that first iPhone that came out, um, I hate to think how... how back <laughs> in my day. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Well, I mean, where were you when, when that first happened? First year of college. Yeah, so... Second... Yeah, 2008. And do you remember getting your first smartphone? Yeah, not not like your flip, and it not was, like like really being able to connect to the internet and Wi-Fi. Yeah, I
1: think it was a, a Motorola Razor when it was yeah. the big flat piece, yeah. not the flip Razor, right, but right. the other one.
0: What? It, how did that feel though? Knowing you could get out onto the internet whenever.
1: Well, even even the the user interface at that time was not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, you still had. Websites that were made for desktop. Yeah, so you couldn't see things the way you and, needed to. And so it was it was a novelty at mm-hmm, the time, mm-hmm. but uh, they definitely have improved it, and they've improved user um, what is that called where they're they're stuck in the the web page. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this will be another edit. Yeah.
0: Right No, we'll just we'll we'll think on it a little bit, but um, you know because it's crazy when i think back to to when i first started there was no cell phone whatsoever right i mean Mm -hmm. i can remember getting the first flip phone clamshell um and and thinking wow this is so awesome and i had a motorola too but that was heesh like 1991 or something like that i mean it was back (laughs) in the day yeah (laughs) did you ever have a bag phone I never had a brick. I never had a big brick. But um, but I think the the hard part for us as educators is to understand what's good about the technology, how do we incorporate that into what the kids are learning and how we can deliver instruction better, but also when to turn it on and when to turn it off. I mean, that's probably the most difficult thing
1: I've seen us have to kind of navigate. And, and, and the education all the way back to the onset of, like, Radio mm-hmm. or our tape, um, you know, whenever it first appeared, there's like this over consumption or over production of material, and the material wasn't that good for like those early educational videos or tapes. and I feel like right now, um, school is going through the same thing, education is going through the same thing, where there's so many products out there, and we haven't really had enough time to vet them to see if they're even good, right? Um, and I think education is always a reaction, and it's not proactive. Right. And I think that's just how our society has placed it on education, is to kind of react to what's going on.
0: All right, so now I'm going to switch gears with you again. Tell us a little bit more about you. What is it that Mr. Coleman really likes to do when he's got a few extra minutes to himself? Anything in
1: particular? I love, <laughs> I love playing with toys. <laughs> uh, Legos. Legos. Um, have you seen the new Lego uh, Masters show yes, on, on Fox? I have Did you watch that first one I, I did watch the first show um, One of the things that I did I, I think it's going to take A little bit of time For me to open <laughs> up To Will Arnett <laughs> Being unscripted Yes I think he's a great comedian When he has a script But whenever he's Twiddling his thumbs It's Kind of no awkward No offense <laughs> if, he, if he ever listens <laughs> But yeah I think I would be The same way Yeah well I,
0: I love I do like the concept I think you know, there's a definite niche for this kind of thing. And, and while I'm not a huge Lego builder, um, I totally understand and, and, and really, um, get into those that, that really do get into it. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I feel like, uh, it's a fun show to kind of watch to see where they're going to go with things. Right. And I love the design process, yeah. you know, when they, when they're given this is your task and what you need to do and just to see how different groups would work through that. Um, so that first show though was kind of funny cause you had your, I didn't get to watch the end of it. So I don't even know how they, how Spoiler do they eliminate alert. people and stuff? <laughs> do they,
1: well they didn't eliminate anyone the first week. Okay. Um, they were thinking, nice.
0: They wanted to keep people watching, I guess.
1: Yeah. The, uh, so they'll have like a rubric, I guess, to yeah. kind of educate it yeah. or make it into education. So they have to have like original design, uh, a good theme, yeah. I think was the first one. And they had to have a moving part yeah. that didn't fail, Right, uh, which is, it's it's difficult. And I think those kind of design process thinking uh, or those challenges, are, are you learn so much more than just being fed the information, and you actually have to test it out. Yeah. So you like to play with toys? Are you a? Legos. Are you a,
0: are you a gamer? Uh, I do enjoy. It's playing okay because I am too. You and I talk once in a while. I mean, Arkham Arkham Knight. Well, I'm. You I'm, were working on. You told me that you finished. You found all the riddles. uh I, I cheated. I looked it up <laughs> on YouTube. But wait a minute, that's not cheating. <laughs> Using research. If that's cheating, then I've been cheating this whole time on the whole, whole thing. Because I'll get to a point where I have to find some help, you know, and and get a lifeline. Because oh,
1: I remember it was the first Batman. Oh okay. Uh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's the one where I found all the riddles. But okay. It definitely gets harder. Because I'm at I'm at
0: like ninety six percent of the story revealed, but um, I still need to uh, battle Riddler, and and so uh, I don't know if I'll ever. It's, it, it's my wife, my wife is pretty funny because sometimes I'll sneak down to the basement and start playing, <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm oh, Batman," you know. <laughs> so yes, I like to game too. Children, I didn't realize I had kids. You know that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but uh, well, what else uh, do you and your wife like to to go out places, or do you like to yeah. travel? That we, kind of thing. We
1: love to go out. Um, usually, once a year or twice a year if we're lucky. We get to just take a road trip. Mainly, we've been doing road trips. Uh, we went down to Georgia either last year or the year before that for a buddy. This play. is going to be a great,
0: great episode for your wife All to All my listen friends to. And, <laughs> and wife.
1: Do you even know me? I do. <laughs> do you pay attention to us? But she has a really cool Valentine's <laughs> gift coming. So,
0: well, very good. So this will be this will be out there for Valentine's. So, yes. so maybe she'll be able to hear it by then.
1: And I'm going to say five years in education.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about that number though. So five years from now, what do you see, Mr. Coleman, doing? Oh. Like you talked a little bit about having an itch. Uh-huh. Um, would you be willing to switch to back to? American history or social studies if given an opportunity or I
1: so I, I think I, I would definitely I would love to go back into the social studies uh, realm um, I, I at first I was apprehensive uh, with coming to middle school uh, but after being in middle school I feel like this is a very important time for people to be in and if they had like a goofy social studies teacher maybe they'll find it Interesting, and, and Mr. Blackford does a great job of being a goofy social studies teacher. Yes. And um, yeah, I would I would like to go back into social studies because it's it's it comes a lot easier to me than science. Um, and I I love science too. But um, you know when I and you scored better in science than you did in social studies, I did. <laughs> and one of the beautiful things about science is that it's there's not a whole lot of subjectivity like it's fact like it's there or it's not there like when you're dealing with math you got the right answer or you didn't get the right answer and whenever you're dealing with like humanities you know that there's a lot of like well i could see where you're coming from A discussion if you could elaborate down that path Mm -hmm. you know i'm open to giving you more credit for it well, I think what I like, and, and also a social studies teacher, now we went
0: in opposite directions. I started at the elementary and made my way up to middle school. Yeah. You started at the high school and made your way down. Um, why do you think it's so important to be at the middle school level as an educator? I mean, what for you is the grab? Why do you think it's important for us to be at this moment in kids' lives?
1: I, I think at this, this point in their lives, they are experiencing so much change. Um, you know, you you went from elementary school into the middle school setting, and then you're this this is now like your bat, last step before going into the high school step, and I think being in this age bracket, it's it's neat to see growth. It's neat to see that they 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 need to have like a positive figure by this point, and I hope. I hope that I can be that positive figure that some that can come back to and share like their 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 ups with or you know if they have downs that they feel comfortable sharing that with someone because I, I agree when you were talking about it earlier you have to have that that release of, of venting or, or talking about things that are bothering you without judgment and that's that's really hard to see in today's life with you know, you post it online, and then you get thousands of people that are not thousands because we're not that popular. Yeah, not but, yet. <laughs> but you get, you get people that don't agree with you, and they let you know, and they Google some fancy words, um, and then you get support too. But I think a lot of us tend to focus on the bad and um, critis- being criticized. Right. So being a positive person in middle school – uh, I think it's that's what's the most important part about this age. Well, and I think
0: um, just seeing how you've carried yourself during the time that you've been here, um, you're definitely doing a nice job. Um, for those of you that might not know, he's also our Teacher of the Year for this year. So Reigning champion. Yeah, the running champion. <laughs> he gets to pass the torch to um, someone else on his team, Miss Laura Conklin, so yeah. um, kind of a cool thing. But um, just want to wrap up real quick. Yeah. Um, Uh, I asked you where you think you're going to be in five years. Um, uh, Do you ever see yourself doing something outside of education later in life? Like, do you see this being like my career path and then and then I'm just going to stick in education? Or do you do you ever because that's where I am right now. So I'm asking you a question kind of for myself in that. I don't have a ton of time left in education. Oh, don't, don't say that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't. I mean, I'm on the down. I thought you were slide. Say life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, yeah, I hope I have some more time in life. <laughs> Got young kids, Mr. Coleman. I, I know, I know. But, um, Uh, but I, I kind of search and look for what else can you do in this life that, that is like this, but, but kind of expand on it. Do you ever think like that at all?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, so when it comes to production stuff, like whenever you told me that you were having this in the building, (laughs) uh, you know, Mr. Blackford and myself. And another teacher, Mr. Denny, we've joked about having a podcast. Yeah, well, it's and, time. <laughs> and now we have the tools, so we have less excuse not to do yes. it. Yes. And I get the the itch whenever we do our weekly update videos. Like to me, working on something like that, and you just put a lot of time into it to make it a really good product. Right. Um, I like seeing that because I could see, I got better. And I think sometimes in education, the the thing that I don't always see is the the end results. Right. And I think that's what's so hard about this profession is, you know, you're putting in a lot of hours early, but you don't know unless they
0: they come come back back and and visit. And and that's why I always say, please come back, because I want to see what's going on with you and see like where you went with all of the stuff that we were able to give you. Um, and you're absolutely right that's why something like this is is a good release and and, yeah. and because you get to see the start and the middle and the end product yeah and and that's something that we don't really necessarily get to see on a daily so well, Mr. Coleman, I want to thank you so much for being with us and being the first adult to come on uh, yeah so now so- now the bar has been set everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if you can make it over it right I look forward and and we're gonna have. You and Mr. Blackford at some point, but we got to get another microphone for that because then it becomes a, a it little bit. It might turn
1: like... into a different show Yeah, right. mic's on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you guys for um, taking uh, time to listen to our little journey here today, and I look forward to doing more of this, and, and thank you, Mr. Coleman, for being here.
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: All right. Have a great weekend, guys. Mic's off. You had to do it too, just like Dominic Join (laughs) us in the weeks to come As we learn and grow together